Hey everybody, I am Becky and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. Um, and I just missed that all up. <laughs> oh my goodness. We haven't recorded for a while. We haven't, but also like I have um, an ear infunction and anyway. Ear what? Ear infunction. Have you never heard that joke? No. I have an ear infunction. I'll figure it out later. She's going to take her finger out later. That's a good one. But no, I've never heard it. Oh, I figured it was just you messing up a word. No, it's a joke. I guess not a very funny one. It is funny now that you explained it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Jenny is here. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Becky. And Leah. Hey, Leah. Hi, Becky. Hi, Jenny. Um. (laughs) Anyway, how's everybody doing? I'm on the Hot Nuts Express, too, so. I am. Jenny says she's the conductor, but I am her engineer as well. So it has been a hot mess of a summer. I'll just say that. It really has. um, But, you know, it also hasn't been terrible. I've, well, I mean, the last two weeks, not included. But previous, I've had a really good reading summer. I found some new authors. I make Jenny read all the books with me. (laughs) That's true, you do. I'm not complaining. Um, I've had a kind of a rough reading summer, but that's, it's a whole other subject, but yeah, uh, it's been, it's been something. Jenny, I had an email today from Maggie Gates welcoming me to her ARC team. I don't remember signing up for the <laughs> That's really funny. But I really want that book, uh, Save oh, Us. Why? So I was okay with this. <laughs> like I need really that funny. book. Yes, I need that book. Have you read the descriptions in the book? Oh, yes. She's going to hit some heady topics. I'm, yeah. She's going to talk about postpartum depression. And oh, geez. Yeah, she's like really going to. When does it come out? Um, Beginning of September, I think. Yeah. Okay. I should be okay by then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So everyone, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Thank you for listening. I have to talk about something. And if you're part of our discord, then you, or you friend me on Facebook, you heard me talk about it earlier last week. Um, But if you know anything about me, I have a love of Broadway. Like I am raising a theater kid. I am a theater lover. I love all things musical. I think it would be phenomenal if life was a musical. Wouldn't it be great? Like dance numbers and songs happened while you're clearing out the dishwasher or something. If I'm not awesome, or if they just did it for you, like you sang your song and the dishes came to life and got put away, dishes started dancing, the The dishes started dancing. Yeah, Yeah. but wouldn't it be great to like know that it's like a I could get behind that. Um, this is a moment you should remember, yeah. Like, but wouldn't it be great if like music started playing, the vacuum just doing its job, anyway? Um, it was announced last week that. Sorry, we lost everybody there for a second. So I was saying it was announced last week that Nicholas Sparks, his fucking devil. I can't believe I just said his name. Like, it makes me cringe. Anyway, um, his book, The Notebook, is being turned into a Broadway musical set to premiere in the spring of 2024. I'm curious how that's going to happen. Like, it's not musical Yeah. I fucking hate it. 
Well, I know you do, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're looking at it from a different standpoint, not of who wrote the book, like, I don't know how they're going to adapt that into a musical. I don't know. I don't know. I say it's desperation, like, because that, that movie has, like, a large following, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it does. It was very notebook everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that some of it is, you know, if you follow like Broadway news since 2020 and the pandemic and the reopening, you know, shows are losing money. Um, The shows that are staying open are the Disney shows, even the classics Mm -hmm. like Phantom has closed. I mean, Wicked is still staying open, but there's a lot that are I think Wicked, since it's like newer like it's not new by any means it's been around for a while but it's still one of the newer shows i think that's part of that dynamic yeah so i mean i think they want something that is got a cult following that is going to bring the people in um and is new and different and not disney because a lot of a lot of gen z so it's funny because a lot of gen z and gen x do not want disney musicals anymore they're done with them because it's not well, nostalgia I, for us. It's not. Well, but I think the big Hamilton boom, like the fact that he came out of, with that from like what he did and like there was no basis to it besides the history of it. I think that's part of it. Well, I mean, that is a whole different situation because it's written in verse and it's also uh, done from the viewpoint of like immigration. And so, you know, it came it came at the exact right moment. It did. Because uh, you had Obama in the uh, Oval Office. Anyway, this is not a Broadway podcast, but I just need everybody Although to you know. wish you had one. I mean, I wouldn't be sad about a Broadway podcast. Um, but I have not met anyone. I mean, most of you all are okay with Broadway, but no one loves Broadway like I love Broadway. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm a Broadway liker, not a Broadway lover. I'm taking Girl Child. Her best friend is in Hello Dolly. And we're going to see Ooh, Hello Dolly on Sunday. I like Hello When this Dolly. episode drops, we'll be seeing Hello Dolly. Um, okay. So uh, does anyone have a romance term of the week they'd like to talk about? I didn't know I was under fire for a romance term. No of one week. is. I just didn't have anyone submit <laughs> one and I didn't come up with one. So... If you think of one. Okay. Um, if you guys. We could talk about the archetype of the hero and the heroine. Well, we have talked about um, like alpha holes and we've done cinnamon rolls. Um, we haven't done like the rescue hero. I'm just saying like archetype in general, like that the fact that each hero and heroine, which we don't talk about the heroines a lot, but they all have. like a specific quality name yeah like there there's a type it's interesting because archetypes are really mostly associated with literary fiction Mm -hmm. over romance and genre fiction um because like the female character archetypes are very weird they're named after basically the goddesses Mm -hmm. you know the healer the lover the caregiver the warrioress you know and so it's we don't as romance readers we don't spend a lot of time uh discussing archetypes of our female uh Mm -hmm. characters 
but they but they still have them and hold them and i think it's definitely a discussion that like needs to be a little bit more present yeah because it's such a big thing on the heroine or the hero side maybe next time we'll start going into the female character archetypes okay okay look for that coming soon you guys or if you have a word of in literature or romance that you would like us to define for you send us an email um so on this episode of buzzing about romance we are talking close proximity in the office we are going to break down why it is close proximity and not forced proximity we're going to talk about the boss employee dynamic versus just co-workers or mutual employment We've done several episodes on difference between close and forks proximity, but here's some refreshers to take note of um, why we are being very clear that, that coworkers is close proximity. Yeah. So close proximity, they are often within each other's realm, but are not there against their will or outside of their control. So if you work with somebody you hate, you can quit. Yeah. No one's holding you hostage in the boardroom. I mean, maybe your bank account is holding you hostage, but a person is not. Right. I always tell my kids, um, you always have a choice. You Mm -hmm. just don't like the consequences of the other choice. Right. Right. It's just like, you know, everyone, it's starting to become a pet peeve the mistroping of this of close versus forced proximity so much about like and grumpy sunshine too that one is like a whole other one but anyway yeah but it's that's the thing like with the close like you have the option to to step away you have the option to remove yourself from the situation yeah like you're not locked in a room roommates are close proximity yes if you move out you might be homeless or live in your car but you could move out. But you can move out. Now, or if, if the lease is in your name, you may kick the other person out. If you are trapped in an elevator with a coworker, so like in the book The Hate Date, they get trapped in an elevator together. So there is forced in the close proximity. That is forced proximity for that moment. But overall, the book is close proximity mm-hmm. because they are working together. Um, Okay, so forced proximity, just a refresher. There is no escape from each other. They are being held by something that has taken away the choice to leave, i.e. kidnapping or weather. Or locked in a room. Or locked in a room. Held hostage. Yes. So, anyway, these are things to keep in mind. When you were troping a book. When troping a book. <laughs> we'll be less ragey about it, right? Um, no, but we'll pretend. We'll pretend to be less ragey. Okay, <laughs> so we picked this one. We decided to talk about co-workers. Um, and so we're going to break down co-workers, boss employee. She's the boss. Um, and kind of differentiate a little bit of these. I So Jenny, you said before we started, you've read a lot of co-worker romances right and there a lot of them are fake like fake relationships go hand in hand with mm-hmm. workers it seems but they, yes they do now one of the things i will say is we are not going to touch on the nanny mm-hmm. single dad 
coworker dynamic. Um, we are really staying focused, like corporately in the office. Well, not all of mine are in the office, but it is like business minded. Okay. We called it the office. So it was supposed to be. I know, but when I was pulling my list, like, I don't have to mention those ones. I'm just saying like a couple of mine might sway, like as the owner of the, the, the business. Uh, So it's still corporate minded in a sense. Um, I, so, okay, let's talk about, cause within coworkers, if they're simply coworkers, there's not as much of a power dynamic in a coworker mm-hmm. relationship. So Jenny, do you read more coworker or more boss employee? Okay. So I think boss employee is easier to find. Yeah. Um, but I do read a lot of coworkers, um, and usually it's like one person like coming in, like just starting. That's when the book starts, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, so it's not like long time coworkers. But yeah, I do read a lot of coworkers. Coworkers. Like same level of power job yeah. description. It's interesting because like, so same thing. We probably won't talk about rock star romances because a lot of times those are coworkers, but it's not really an office corporate setting because that would be more of like a travel yeah well i mean they kind of there's kind of like a boss well i guess it kind of depends on how you work that dynamic because if it's like one of the band members and the manager of the the band or like one of the band members and like their pr person like there's kind of that boss employee dynamic a lot of different dynamics like becky and i did a quick shot of rising west not Mm -hmm. too long ago and like i mean he comes into the band so she's kind of the boss but they're also not at the same time yeah Yeah. i feel like with that like it depends on like the scenario in which they're in in the book like whether the band person is the boss or the lay person is the boss you know what i mean like that one's a whole it kind of flows. It's fluid in the boss coworker essence. I, I do agree with Jenny. It's a little harder to find just coworker romances mm-hmm. versus boss employee. I definitely have more boss employee than I do coworkers. But recently we've had some discussions over in Discord about people not really loving some of the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And you do have a lot of power dynamic when it's boss employee. You do. I've found that I, I don't have a ton on my list, but I found that I read a lot of like boss assistant. Yeah. But like Jenny said, those lead to like the fake relationship trope a lot of times because the boss always asks the assistant to be their fake girlfriend or fake fiance because they know them like they run their lives like they are the people that know them best. Yeah. So I also find that in the coworker dynamic they um there tends to be a lot of instant connections Mm -hmm. or even in the boss employee like she's walking in like she walks in for the interview and he's he's, like i shouldn't hire her but he does anyway yeah like i'm instantly you know intrigued by her um Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about what do we like about the close proximity of an office romance jenny Usually there's uh, maybe a, like a mutual goal, whether that be positive or negative, like, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, they might be uh, against somebody or like there's a merger taking place. Um, and so they're both working towards that same goal or maybe they're, if they're coworkers, they're like competing against each other for a position. So there can be different dynamics, but um, they both, both parties are working towards something similar. Yeah. Um, Leah, what do you like in the coworker close proximity? I So I'm not a huge fan of enemies to lovers, but I have found that most of my, the enemies to lovers books that I do enjoy are typically the coworker ones or like boss employee ones, because there's this like adversarial like element to the story that I really enjoy, but it's not like they're being mean. They're not necessarily being mean to each other, but they're like trying to one-up each other like in their work and the quality of work and so there's that dynamic there of like how can I be better than this person to get this job or like how can I be better than them to get this project and things like that and I like the the dynamic that it creates that you wouldn't necessarily get in a in like a in a um like a different style of book. I lost my train of thought there, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. So like, do you find that most of your boss employee ones are like CEO corporate? Cause for me, they are, uh, but I have a feeling that Leah's are probably more, um, security force. I actually, I don't think I have, I think I only have one or two um, suspense books on my list. Really? I try, well, because when I was making my list, I really tried to pick books and authors that I don't necessarily talk about a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, I just thought of another book, so now I had to look it up and... Uh, I did too. <laughs> I'm like, oh... Fantasticfiction.com. What is this book? Okay. And then um, I'm going to save the She's the Boss stuff for the second half here because I want to get through. I have thoughts on the She's the Boss. One, mm -hmm. we don't get enough of it. No. Um, so let's, we'll save those. Let's get through, um, let's go with coworker book recs. Um, okay, Jenny, tell me a coworker book rec that you really liked. Um. Well, that's more girl boss. So um, there's the Work For It series um, under Smarty Pants Romance and Ally Style writes um, rom-coms, which is completely different from her like independent stuff, um, completely different direction for her. But uh, Play Smart, they are co-workers. Um, and if you read these books, you know who Chad is, and there's Peanut Mermaids, and yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and there's like corporate espionage, and okay. so again, working towards that similar goal of like having to deal with the Peanut Mermaids and keeping your job. I think we need to read one of these because now I need to know what a Peanut Mermaid is. <laughs> What is a peanut mermaid? Apparently, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a peanut mermaid. But is I'll get you a picture. Yes. Okay. Leah, is it, real? is it a real thing? 
it is in these books it's not not a real life it should be though i think we're gonna need to do a quick shot on one of these books now yes um okay leah co-workers so this one it's actually a sports romance um so it is blocked by elise faber's book one of her gold hockey series this one kind of like bends the rules of hockey also because it is a female goalie as the heroine and the hero is one of the male players and it's this whole dynamic of she comes into the team um there's this just the dynamic of her creating like discord in the team because she is a woman and a very talented goalie um and the story behind some of the the way in which their relationship plays out is interesting but I love the fact that Elise Faber really focused on that female um hockey player aspect of it because you don't get a lot of that in hockey romances you don't and I have a hockey romance it's Camden by Sawyer Bennett it's her latest release in the Pittsburgh Titan series he's a hockey team member but Danica the hero runs the uh charitable foundation that Brianne just started for the Mm -hmm. hockey team for wives, widows of injured or lost uh, athletes. Mm -hmm. And um, so there is some coworker dynamics, but we also see it. So I was thinking about this. Sawyer likes coworkers because we saw it with Gage's book. Jenna works Mm -hmm. for the court. Well, Gage was a player. Yeah. Um. You know, I know that in there's coworker stuff in the um, Jameson Force. Mm-hmm. Well, Elise does the same thing because, like, most of her relationships, it's somebody in like the office and a player. Yeah, and I mean, we get it with in Jet in the Arizona Vengeance book because she's mm-hmm. works for the marketing department and he's the player. So, Sawyer Bennett, we're on to you. You you are. you like the well, if you come to plot a book, she <laughs> like the coworker. She can make some creative. Uh... Well, her legal affairs thing aren't they coworkers? And a lot of those they too. are. They are. Like we're on to you, friend. Um, <clears throat> okay, um, irresistibly yours by lauren lane have you read this her stilettos and her oxford series they're in the library um it was a love swept series that she did and Mm -hmm. they are co-workers and it's never boss and employee it's sometimes the competing magazines like the stilettos is like the vogue magazine and the oxford magazine is like um gq or maxim or something like that (laughs) yeah and so like Lindsay and i did a quick shot on irresistibly yours and they're both competing for the on staff sports editor position Mm -hmm. so it's really i really like it i like that office dynamic i like the flirting i also cannot tell you how many times like authors use the I want to bend her over the desk (laughs) like if I go into a corporate office I'm not sitting on a couch if they have one in their office or leaning against their desk or touching their desk I'll just stand I'll stand and not touch a doorknob oh yeah 
because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of sex happening in offices. There really is. Yeah. Um, okay. Against office doors too. So how are you even getting in and out of there? Right. This is very questionable things happening. <laughs> um, Leah, do you have another coworker book? Um, I do. So um, Warrior, it's that in the part of the Alpha Mountain Hero series by Renee Rose and Vanessa Vale. It's book three of that series. So Quincy is a female helicopter pilot and she works with Kennedy, who is just one of the, the guys in the team. And they had a white, excuse me, a one night stand when they were still both in the service. He's been kind of a playboy in the past, but she's a badass. Like she had, like, she's like, was in the service. Like she flies helicopters. So they're for just living. coworkers and she's not the boss though? No, actually one of their friends owns the company. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, Jenny, got another coworker for us? Um, the Codex series by Catherine Nolan. That's a good one. There's three books in that series. They're all three books deal with the last one kind of not coworkers kind of is, but um, the first two are definitely coworkers um, under or behind the veil and okay. they go undercover as a married couple. Mm -hmm. So one of the books, and I think Jenny, you read this book with me, but we didn't end up doing anything with it. Flirt by Adriana Locke. Oh, yeah. So they're technically co-workers, but his family owns the business, which creates this little bit of gray. Right. And yeah. but does, does he have any power over, like, major business decisions, though, or is he just a peon? It didn't <clears throat> feel like it in the book. Like, in all honesty... So that's something that came up. Like when I read a book where it's like a family owned business and he's part of the family, even though like maybe the dad, the head of the family is actually in charge of the business. Mm -hmm. it, it, I think it changes that coworker dynamic I, a little bit. It shifts that power. Yeah. It's kind of the like blood's thicker than water type thing. Like who, I mean, if something went wrong, who are they going to blame? Who's going to get fired? Right, yeah. right. Is there like a favoritism for the character since he is family or is he treated so like that, a basic worker? That book was actually really weird. Um, it's construction. It's a blue collar. Oh, He's the... Am I lost? Okay. Um, it's blue collar... And he, um, his family owns like a house reno type business and she's the project manager and he runs the construction crew. Mm -hmm. But like she, it's supposed to be this really tight family business, but she's never been to his family's home. Like they don't socialize as a family or like the employees don't socialize with the family. So it was very... There were very much lines mm -hmm. from the family to her, but then the two of them as co-workers kind of blurs this line. Well, yeah. I mean, it, there's that weird dynamic of familial versus hired. Yeah. Um, okay. Got another co-worker for us, Leah? 
Um, yes. So Five Day Fiance by Mickey Miller. So this is part of his Brewer Brothers series. It's Jocko and Allie's story. They have worked together for a few years and they end up going to a wedding as a fake relationship. But they, I guess this one, like the co-workers part of it is kind of secondary to the fake relationship. But like the reason like they are friends and the reason like they have the relationship they do is because of their working relationship. Like there's no push or pull in the office for them. Like they are, there's, there's no work dynamic differences for them but it's a really good story okay jenny you got any other co-workers i got plenty i could do a whole episode on co-workers see i didn't have a ton of co-workers i have more boss employees than i have co-workers um the proposal by maya hughes um mm. it's it's a weird co-worker situation because she's kind of like she really wants to keep her job he's kind of forced into this position um and it's got the fake relationship fake fiance um component and they end up making their own business together by by the end of the book interesting you know when i think of like coworkers too i mean there's we probably talked about a ton in the movie episode that we mm -hmm. did um, because, you know, there's lots of rom-com movies that take place around being co-workers and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have some books that don't fall into boss employee or co-worker. And that's when there is, like, paid contractor type oh, situations. Okay. So I had Cold Hearted King by L.M. Danglish and then The Brooklyn Air by Serena Bowen. I have that one, but, but Rebecca's, well, I guess she is hired by Nate. He's, he she's gives her, her the company. But he's her person. She's his personal assistant for like six years. But for their book, he gives her the company. That's he gives true. her that the hockey a, team. That was his big, uh, his big thing. That so she's left to run the hockey team. So I don't like, how do you define that one? Is he the boss? Well, like the mixtape, I have the mixtape and she like, he like hires her as the chef, but it's more like a, a contracted position. Yeah. And I he's also, not really there. The boss project by Vi Keelan, she's hired, um, she's a therapist that's hired by the board to evaluate why employees keep leaving and quitting mm -hmm. and about the environment, like the work environment. And he's the head of the company. Spoiler alert, he's the reason everyone keeps leaving the company because he's an asshole. But <laughs> but Vi Keelan and Penelope Ward, boy, do they like to write an office romance. Yes. They really do. Yeah, we need a name for this kind of like, yeah, client. Yeah. Hey. Well, but I guess like in Man Candy by Vanessa Vale, like Mav comes to town like to kind of oversee. But he's the owner. He, he is the owner. He's the boss. That's true. And he's running that division and not the overall conglomerate that the other brother Silas, is running. Silas has, yeah. Right. That's but, true. Yeah. There's definitely a different dynamic when you're an outside force mm -hmm. not within the company. Yeah. Hmm. 
So it's just interesting because, again, it's close proximity. It's not forced. Your contractor, you know, because like in The Cold-Hearted King, in that book, she works for an architecture company that's been hired to create the design for his hotel chain. Mm -hmm. And so um, she comes in and, you know, they are working on the project together, but he can't fire her. I mean, I guess he could ask her to be removed from the team, but he's, she doesn't answer to him. Right. Like he's just somebody, like somebody's above him that makes those decisions. Well, no, he owns the company, but she has someone above her. Like there's somebody between, because like yeah, she's an associate with her. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's I the. Gotcha. I was thinking the other direction. You know, and as I sit here, you know what author I think about? Sydney Landon, people do not give her enough love, but she has a hotel series that mm-hmm. like she runs the coffee bar and he is the head of the hotel. And mm-hmm. anyway, I do read a lot of Boston Play, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Boston Play, which can become a sticky wicket because of the power dynamic of he's the boss. Um, and I don't mind it in my romance because, again, I like a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. I like a boss employee. I also but tend I like- to, my favorites tend to be the one where the boss is an alpha hole, too. So <laughs> I'm just a straight up asshole. <laughs> I do too. But I think part of it, though, is like what I like about them is a lot like with the boss employee, when the man is above it's the one woman who doesn't put up with like his bullshit. Like she calls him on his issues. Like she calls him out on his mistakes. And it's like the one person who's willing to stand up to him and not like cower in the corner when he's being an asshole. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's lots of people that struggle with the teacher, student, professor, college student mm-hmm. dynamic, um, and can create some issues for people but I wonder if those people have same issue with boss employee. I wonder, but I feel like it's different in the sense where there's not like boss employee, like you're hired to do the job. Like that there's more of a taboo element to the teacher, student, professor, student storylines because of the ages. Cause Jenny, you tend to be one that doesn't want the professor student right that's that's what i was thinking like i don't have problems very often with like the boss employee but like teacher student yeah i would definitely uh, i mean it's got to be really well done and yeah take into consideration a lot of different things but um you also like college like you get into the like the students technically paying tuition so like Mm -hmm. you know who's who's really the boss like right yeah yeah oh yeah i didn't even consider those like yeah it's just a thought like because again we've been going back and forth with this power dynamic we've been talking about it a lot over in discord and as i was writing boss employees down i'm like i wonder if people struggle with boss employee are the same people that struggle with maybe professor student it might depend for some of the people like, I mean, I can't speak for myself because honestly, professor student doesn't really bug me too much, but um, what the the gap is and like the night, like 
the maturity level of the assistant yeah i think might make a difference too um okay so let's talk boss employee um what other than sex in the office all the time (laughs) what do we like about this now i have to tell you guys um i read a very early copy of a natasha madison book coming up and i did a proof on it and she has a boss employee situation and the employee is a hoot and a freaking half like (laughs) i'm just gonna say animal crackers and apple juice and you can't find anything out till november that's all i'm gonna say now i'm like picturing like an owl animal cracker this person is yeah yep just animal crackers and apple juice that's all i can say um it's gonna be a whole thing come november (laughs) a whole thing a whole thing okay so boss and play what do you what do you like about these jenny um again i'm gonna sound like a broken record but like the shared goal like um like leah was saying like usually like it's we read a lot of like CEO or like PA like these person these people are like up in each other's business most of the time um and they're not giving each other like they're not gonna take your crap like you can tell that to everybody else out in the office but like Mm -hmm. yeah no I agree you know who really runs the show even though you sign the check right uh Leah what do you like about these Um, A lot of times it's the will they, won't they type of story. Like they have that attraction, but she's my employee. I can't do anything about it. I don't like, I'm not going to be that person who schleps the assistant storyline or, or it's the one where I've slept with all of these assistants before. I need to not sleep with this one. I need to change my ways. But like, as soon as they walk in, like they get hard and can't like control themselves. No, I just I, like that dynamic of like the taboo nature of the will they won't they. Okay, so one of my <clears throat> favorite things about boss employee, and I think it's I think this is me because I don't have any hangups. Um, so Lane Hart's two nights with a heartthrob. She is his assistant, and part of her job as his personal assistant is she's got to get rid of the girl the morning after. Like, she has to throw, he's a playboy, he's a player, she has to throw the other women out. And I love that because it's it's enemies to lover vibes without the anger that comes with enemies to lovers. Like, you know, she threatens to, like, you know, cut his dick off or whatever, but it creates this great banter and this angst because, you know, like, She's attracted to him, but also she sees what a dog he is. But I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that it's her job to go in and clean up the night before his mess. But I mean, sometimes I like that, though, because like it's that one person that they're willing to change their ways for. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) And what happens that creates that moment? And I think that's what I like in these is there's going to be an upswing in action that is going to create a moment that things turn, you know, Mm -hmm. is it she bends over or, um, 
you know, and he the just desk. realizes he's attracted or whatever. Is it the desk? Um, is it she wears too short of a skirt? Um, I was thinking about the Catastrophe King or Catastrophe Queen by mm-hmm. Emma Hart. Has anyone read that book? Um, I haven't read that one yet. So yesterday's underwear falls out of her pants as she's walking across the street and he hits her with the car and then tries to give her her underwear and then she realizes that that's the guy that's going to interview her and be her boss. Oh, my God. That's terrible. It's that's so hilarious. funny. It is so funny. And the audiobook on that one, you guys, hilarious. Hilarious. Um, but, yeah, like, I love those moments that just, here's your underpants. <laughs> Pink flamingos. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think there was another one that I read where she's like the new assistant, the temporary assistant, and like her underwear falls out of her pants on the floor. And he's like, is not the worst. Carry your underwear around. Like, well, they like get stuck in the pant leg. I don't rewear pants. Like, you know, di- like I wear new yeah. pants every day. I'm not a rewear, but also clear your legs if you are like shake them like, out, out. Oh, no. yeah. i'm more of a i take my when i take my pants off they end up inside out so i have to fix them anyway right because it's just easier to yank them down but i've and seen that happen a couple times listening but i've i've seen that happen a couple times um mm-hmm. anyway jenny share a boss employee book rec boss employee um Oh, even better than the real thing by Melanie Summers. Ooh, I like her, her books. And this was her first open door book. Um, and she needs she needs a painting from this um place. Um, and he happens to be the person that has recently inherited the place. Um, interesting. So there's a lot of different dynamics because, yeah, he owns it, but he also needs a fiance. And yeah. okay, uh, Leah, what about you, a Boston play? Okay, so my first one is by Melody Ann. It it is it used to be called The Billionaire Wins the Game, but now it's just Wins the Game because she's retitled some of her original like Anderson stuff. Um, so Lucas is an Anderson and. His dad hires Amy as his assistant. They bang it out. She ends up pregnant, but they, um, yeah, he's, she's his assistant and it's just delightful. So this will be the only, only Megan Quinn book I will ever recommend. Oh, I know which one it is. And the only reason I will recommend this book is the love of office supplies. I love a good office supply. Like, I, the washi tape, the highlighters, the post-its. I love it all. I have several pairs of scissors. I like me some office supplies. So Boss Man Bridegroom by Megan Quinn. She ends up being his assistant. And um, there's a love affair with uh, office supplies. He's kind of a hot mess, too, which is, she, I think, why we like her so much. Totally a hot mess. And he's kind of an asshole, but it really, really works. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, guys, that is going to be the only Megan Quinn book you will ever hear me recommend. It's such a good one, too, though. Um, okay, Jenny, another boss employee. Um, I kind of, like, 
Olivia Hale does a lot of boss and she does she's a big fan of she those. has the New York billionaire series which is like I think it's four friends that like somehow end up taking over different businesses together and they're like yeah they like have a hedge fund or an equity yeah, firm or something and they buy businesses and then become the bosses of all these women and then find their significant others. Yeah. How convenient. Mm -hmm. Well, I had, I had book one in that series on my list because they meet at a sex party and then she ends up being his assistant. Oh, the last one, they like, um, she's on a really bad first date, like blind date, and he rescues her. So funny. Um, okay. Uh, another boss employee, Leah. Okay, so this one is actually a paranormal one. It's called Unleashed Temptation. It's by Katie Rias, writing of Savannah Stewart. So he's a werewolf shifter. She's a human. She goes to work with him, to work for him. Um, they're actually mates, but she wants, like, she doesn't understand that whole world. But it's it's really a good dynamic because he's, I mean, it, he's she's his mate and he's an alpha and he's intense um so another one is weston by samantha whiskey this is book two in her billionaire game series this is another one that's kind of very similar to the brooklyn air by serena bowen because he has this marketing company and he lets his personal assistant who basically has been his right hand person forever you know, forever um she has like six months to turn a profit um of this business and he has to let her go as his personal assistant so she can run the marketing business um but technically he owns the market it's like one of his corporations that he owns so it's interesting it's different um but it almost has feels of she's the boss because she's smarter than him he's a dumb fucking idiot um <laughs> So there's that one. Um, okay, so I want to give some time to She's the Boss. So before we go to She's the Boss, I do want to say Marnie Mann, T.L. Swan, uh, Julia Wolf, all of those authors like to write boss and play romances. Mm -hmm. um, so we do know those exist. We just didn't get to them this time. Okay, so let's talk about She's the Boss because we all said... We don't read as many as we wish we did. They're hard to find. Or maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. So do you think the book is ends up being different when the heroine is the boss versus the hero being the boss? Because again, the power dynamic changes. Well, because if you look at Drake by Sawyer, Brienne is the boss, Drake is the employee, and it does definitely change the dynamic of the book. Well, he ends up being a bigger asshole because Be she's in charge. because she's in charge and he doesn't want she's anyone you know doesn't want anyone mm -hmm. to pick up well, on that and the bombshell effect by um carla Sorensen, it's the same thing so ali inherits the football team and luke is the quarterback and he's pissed off about the fact that this woman is coming in to like be in charge of things um, right like as a woman like just inherently as a boss bitch you have to mm -hmm. like prove yourself twice as much well and be kind of a bitch yeah you know, it's really interesting so carrie elks we all know how i feel about carrie elks right um <laughs> we do she so like in her winterville series 
the the Winterville children all are equals in the business, mm-hmm. um, but they come up against different uh, type of um, heroines or heroes that are their love interests. And so that one doesn't really work for She's the Boss or um, in Boss Employee because it's all centered around the town and the business, mm-hmm. but it's not. However, her Strictly for Now, which is book three in the Salinger Brothers series, the heroine is hired. First of all, her family owns the team, but she comes in as a consultant to straighten up the team because her grandfather's a little bit of a senile guy that, you know, broke his leg or his hip and needs some help. And the hero of that book is he's the coach. Mm hmm. But he doesn't, he thinks that she's just there as a temporary uh, general manager. He doesn't realize until later on in the book that she's part of the family. But she has a lot of power in that book, but it's really well, well done. And I've read some books. So like Kate Canterbury in her Walsh series, Shannon is like the oldest sister of the, the family. And she's a boss bitch, but her hero doesn't come to work for the company like he is a, a different dynamic. And so like, I feel like I've read stories where the women, the woman, like the heroine is the boss, but it's not necessarily an office romance. Like, yeah. so we have that dynamic of the woman boss too, though. At first meet by Carrie Ann Ryan is like that. She's mm-hmm. this huge tech. So that's something else I noticed. Women in tech, it seems to be a little more acceptable for her to be the boss if mm-hmm. it's a tech company Versus, like, I only found one company, The Right Secret by K.A. Lindy, where she's the boss, but it's the family's construction firm, and she's the head of that division. Mm -hmm. But I found quite a few where it's tech. Yeah, it definitely is different. Um, But yeah, it's it's almost like they're, and I hate to say it, but it's almost like authors are, like, gender stereotyping women, like they're... Because you'll find the like occasional books here and there of like them being outside the box, like Melissa Foster's one but, book, like Piper's a construction worker, but I don't think she, I think she might own the company. But I think that, aren't there more women CEOs in tech businesses than there are in other corporate, like there's there a, are, like a yes. higher percentage of women CEOs in tech than there mm-hmm. are like women CEOs in manufacturing. Uh, yeah, there are. I will agree with that. But I I think part of my thing is since it's fiction, you can do whatever you want. It's true. And I wish people would take advantage of that. Uh, Jenny, what do you have for She's the Boss? Um, Work With Me, um, the Synergy series. It's his book number one by Michelle McCraw. Um, so it's very interesting because she comes in and like they're trying to program this app like she's getting all the bugs out she has her team um but the hero he is actually the owner but he's gotten himself in a lot of trouble so he's been like kind of got to work his way back up so he is he has he has to be a peon for a little while so it's really interesting as you talk about that. And Leah said, like, I was thinking of the summer project by Vi Keelan. She owns a um, floral business, like a corporate floral business. Mm-hmm. 
but he's a hockey player. So he's not really, she's not the boss, but she's a boss. So I wonder if we see more of that, of where she's successful in her own career. Cause so like at first meet by Carrie and Ryan, she and the hero own a tattoo parlor. They're partners in on with a couple other people, but that's just kind of a side hustle for her. She has a tech company Mm-hmm. that she owns that's her own thing so it's i mean she's the boss but in the work environment they're equals yeah and i think that's and that's where the differential comes where it's like the male it there's a there's always that additional power for him but yeah. there's it's a finer line for the the heroine when she's in charge and I think that's the hardest thing is there are books where the the heroine is like the boss and he's the assistant, but it's they're few and far between. But if you if you're listening and you have recs for us, let us know because I would love to read more of those types of books yeah. just to to see how the authors create that environment. Jenny, do you have more she's the boss? Um, so Street Smart is book one, um, in the Work For It series by Ali Styles. This is where you meet the peanut mermaids. Um, <laughs> they have peanut mermaids. They do. Um, Chad is, he's, he's a character, but, um, she is the boss and he is the intern. Okay. That's an interesting. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Uh, Leah, do you have any more? she's the boss no because i had a hard time with like finding that like i said it was she's the boss of it but not like together what do you got any others miss jenny i I figured you were gonna say the game oh no but i have that book for something else that (laughs) i was doing um okay i'm obsessed with this book I love Bye Bye Keelan. I know, right? Yes. So she's the owner owner of the football team and he's the quarterback. Right. She's so smart, but she's so smart outside of the football stuff. Yes, that's I think that's like that's what broke me in. I mean, it's an amazing book, but like she's not the stupid like oh i just fell into this like i'll yeah. do what i can she like mm-hmm. she knows her stuff so sawyer bennett has another one uh, i think it's riker's book book two or three in the cold fury where she's the general manager now her dad owns the team but she ends up dating the gully um and but again she takes this very smart approach I mean, she's hired on her merit. Like she has this formula that she's going to use to um, dynamic out the team and stuff. That's probably an episode we need to do. Just like I thought of another one. Though, boss too. babes. So, Xavier Neal has one. It's called The Owner. Mm-hmm. Um, Harlow, I, she actually ends up being the GM to a hockey team. She inherits it. And her hero is one of the hockey players. His name is Brendan. He's kind of a screw up. But they're the two of them are kind of hot messes, but they're a hot mess together. But it's just it's an interesting storyline the way it plays out because she is just like she has just inherited the team. Like they meet 
in Vegas, I think. And it just, I enjoyed it. it. She had never written a hockey book, but. So now that you bring this up, it made me think of Linda Eicher gameplay. Mm-hmm. She inherits the hockey team and she and her sisters do, and they become the owners and general managers. And I wonder again, if it's easier for authors to write these women Inherit, as inherited. owners of the uh-huh. hockey team. Yeah. Right. But how I'm... many of them come into it naturally though, too? Cause like Brienne, her brother dies and she gets the team. Right. Allie, her dad dies. She gets the team. Harlow. I think it was her dad. He died. She gets the team. Like how many of them like get hired into that position? Yeah. Not that they're not capable and able I will say that uh, Linda Eicher's boardroom, if you have a voyeur kink and you want a really sexy series, that series has it. And there are several co-workers and like she's the boss Mm -hmm. um, employees and they have sex in the boardroom and people watch. I was like, is this why Becky is not sitting down at the table? (laughs) (laughs) This is why. It is one one of those reasons. (laughs) It is another one of those reasons. They like it's this whole thing. If you haven't read that series, it's by Karina Press. It's super spicy. The audiobooks are in Hoopla and Anyplay and I think Kobo Plus. They're so sexy, you guys. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about them in our, uh, when Heather and I go to the other club. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we made that mistake. Um, okay, so are there any other boss, employee, coworker, book recs we should absolutely talk about before we move on to the next thing? I seriously have a ton of books, so maybe I'll write a post up. That's a good idea. That would be great. So I I was thinking the RSVP by Lauren Blakely. So Harlow, she like blackmails her dad basically into getting this internship at the company. Well, but even the the Trist, they have... (laughs) <laughs> the Trist, he is an investment banker, but she owns her own cosmetic app. Mm-hmm. Again, women in tech. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to keep saying that, it wrong. That's a really good series, though, if you haven't read it yet. I know. It's did you the... see book three is coming out? I saw the cover reveal for it I today. Did. That book, I like that cover a lot. It's anyway. such a good series. It is. And those paperbacks <clears throat> are all matte with the flowers on them. Like, I hate flowers. We all know how I feel that I have one in the flower. And so now I feel like I'm going to need all of them anyway. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So it's that time, everyone. It's that time for book. Book of, of the week. week. <laughs> Day 5072 without. We're never getting an echo. We just have to accept it. Maybe. I was told if I can upgrade things. I don't know. Um, Okay. I believe it when I hear it. Jenny, what's your book of the week? Um, Out on a Limb by, help me. Oh, um, Helen. Hannah. Hannah mm-hmm. something. Hannah I always... Boeing Young. Young. Yes. yes. Yeah, we're getting ready to do a quick shot on that title. Yeah. I just, I haven't I've been heard good things. Because I been sick and yeah it kept me company and it's it's just a feel-good book um it deals with some hard stuff but yeah 
yeah. I found myself smiling while I was reading it. So the cover is really cute and I know it deals. She writes in own voice. So yes. there's some great for disability pride month. There's some great rep in that for that. So, um, she has been recommended me a couple of times by, uh, Gretchen. Mm -hmm. And so I was excited when I saw this book come out and thought, Hey, Jenny and I could do this. So. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm excited. Um, Okay, Leah, what's your book of the week? Okay, my book of the week is A Reckless Memory by Marie Johnston. This is a second chance romance. It is the first book of her Oil Knights series, which spins off her Oil Baron series. We meet a brand new family, and we're going to get all the siblings, and I'm so excited. They are a great family. The dad is was a huge asshole, but we don't have to worry about him too much, but... Yeah, it's it's Anson Baron and um, Aggie is her name, um, but she she's a strong heroine who um, drunkenly hires or drunkenly offers Anson a job because he um, you have I don't want to give anything away because you just have to read it, but it's really it's really good. I just love Marie's book so much. <laughs> so I. I have been in and out of a reading slump um, because I was sick and some books were working and some books were not working. Um, and you can find some reviews. <laughs> it was a little harsh. Um, I had to come to the realization that I need to stop buying into Amazon top 100s because I had like oh, yeah. five books in a row that were Amazon top 100s that I just wanted to chuck off the side of the earth. Like if the earth was flat, these people could go over the edge. Like I do not care. Um, the people reading them, people that think the earth is flat. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I did finally, I think, come out of my slump. <laughs> um, I read uh, Stay With Me by Carrie Ann Ryan. It is book five in the Wilder Brothers series. It is East and Lark. And Lark is a um, rock star, pop queen. And East might be... I I want to say that he might be Carrie and Ryan's grumpiest hero to date. And we know how she likes a grump. She does like a grump. But he, he is grouchy. Like somebody needs to check his pants for like some burrs in his ass. Because he, <laughs> he is grouchy. But vinegar. Yeah, like there's a scene and it's like in the first 20 when it pops. Like they're arguing with each other about how much because they had a one night stand and that happens off page. And this is like 18 months later after the one night scene or almost two years. And he um, they're arguing. And she ends up, they end up having sex. She ends up giving him a blowjob because he's like, you know, you want to. And she's like, yeah, I really do want to. And I'm like, <laughs> that was the angriest blowjob I've ever seen. Anyway, it was fantastic. And he wasn't even happy after. Dude, you got a blowjob and you got to have sex with like a People magazine, 100 beautiful person. Who you've already banged before. And you're still being a grouch about it. Like, make it make sense. Oh, I love a grouch. He's so. See, that's a grumpy. That is a grumpy, a true grumpy character right there. He is so grumpy. But I can also tell you that my TBR like not being able to read my TBR is overwhelming. Like 
I need to and welcome to the rest of our lives. Like I need, all I need to buckle down and get some books read. <laughs> um, I have been all over the place. Like it has taken me days to finish like a new story. So I've just been rereading a lot of stuff because I need to read to like get out of my head, but I can't finish a new book like in a day, which is unheard of for me. Like I read a book a day usually, but if it's a new book, it takes me two days to read it. Well, and this is for Jen Ellen. I have, I'm giving myself a reward. I have the next book. Oh, the next Neva book? No, I don't have the next Neva book. Um, Amanda Richardson, I have Mary Lies, which is book two from Pray Tell. Mm -hmm. And Pray Tell was so good like jen ellen was like that's my top read of the year so far um so i have book two but i have six books that i have to read before i can get to it so that's uh, the goal right that's the goal to get to mary lies i'm trying to have some self-control you guys because have some shelf control shelf control it is primal kink fake relationship co-workers I do like a primal kink. I'm telling you, if you haven't read Pray Tell. It's it's sitting on my Kindle. Maybe that will be what I It read. has been on my Kindle since we talked about you it, but it's one of those will ones not where be able like, to put it I down. need to be you will not I need to be able to read it. It'll take you out of your slump space for everything. I guarantee you it'll take you out of your slump. That book was so good. Will it put me back in another one? It could. It possibly could. <laughs> Amanda Richardson, I really am liking this series by her. So, so you know how I like Sarah Bale's stuff, but Sarah Bale's a little bit bonkers. But in a, the most delightful way. Yeah, but also in a, ooh, didn't know that was a kink way. I didn't know I liked reading that kink way. <laughs> um, Amanda Richardson writes them so well, and they're just not as bonkers. At least not yet. I was going to say, give it time. I do like Sarah Bale. Me too. I'm I am looking forward to that Odin book. I know you got to read it, but I am looking forward to it. I finished it, but I it'll be interesting to see how you respond to it because, yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot. It, it kind of has the potential to be a little like that Bella J book where you rage read it because you're so <laughs> fucking angry well i we all know i'm not reading that one so um okay doesn't so, end the cliffy though does it no mm -mm, no no cliff well, then i'm good to then i'm good to go okay so patreon update we've had a lot of stuff happening over on patreon you guys i am so excited our patreon at the recording at this time we're sitting at 52 members on our patreon <laughs> Like, we are so close to our goal of 75. I'm so excited. Um, so swag packs are headed out. Um, they, actually, they went out. They went out. And so I'm excited that our swag packs were sponsored by authors Kennedy Mitchell and Melissa Foster. Um, you got some great swag this time, bookmarks and stickers. Uh, welcome to our new Patreon members. We have Dina, Kaylee, Julie, Allison, Lindsay, and Leslie. Um, we are so excited you all are here. And um, we look forward to seeing you at Book Club and meeting you in all of our chaos. Um, I'm really excited to share that celebrating two years in the Hive is Christina G. Um, 
we're always so glad to have her as a part of Mm -hmm. the community. Um, Swag packs go out to Fancy Drink, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee Tears, and we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers along with whatever sponsoring authors we have. Um, We also have mood reading cards and other fun things. These are mailed monthly on the 5th of the month or around the 5th of the month. It just depends on how the month lines up. Like, September's will likely not go back go out until I come back from Readers on the River. So it might be closer to the 10th uh, before September's goes out. Um, we do ship these internationally. There is no wait time on this perk. It kicks in as soon as you join. And that's with all of our perks. So if you join the Queen Bee tier today, I will mail you coffee this week. Because uh, um, that's our Coffee of the Month Club. So, and also the next reading journal for September, October, November, and December will be mailed at the end of August. So if you join this month, you will have a new reading journal hitting your mailbox later this month. Um, Because of our amazing Patreon members, we're able to bring you three episodes a week, and we are still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat. All members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like Buzzing Book Club. Um, And you can find a list of all our events at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. And this would include all happy hour, IG lives, and book clubs. So uh, this episode is dropping. And then we have book club next Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, With Aurora Rose Reynolds. Like, Aurora Rose Reynolds wants to come to book club, you guys. (laughs) she's a delightful person she's a delight um i'm super excited jenny and i get to meet her when we go to louisville in september like i know i'm very jealous of you guys wait um anyway so that's all the stuff for buzzing about romance thanks for hanging out with me tonight guys it's always a good time yes um okay just remember close proximity they can leave forced proximity held against their will um until next time everyone happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly join the bookcase and coffee patreon and receive exclusive content only available to patreon members check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes